Ready when you are. Three, two, one. Hit it! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to everybody out there. This is episode 71 of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Yeah, yeah. My name is Vusani Mativa, and I'm sitting alongside my co-host, Sizwe Moyo. And shout out to our C-Mike, Allison, who is not with us today, but she will be someday. Uh, Hopefully. Without me forgetting to mention this, please do follow us on our socials. On Twitter, we are at YGF Podcast. On Instagram, your girlfriend's fave pod. Yeah, those are our main social pages. Find me and Cizwe individually at Vusani underscore VM16, at Sizzle the Saint on Twitter, at Sizzle the Savage on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. It will cost zero rand to share the link, guys. Right. It will cost zero rand it to share the link. It don't cost nothing to show a nigga love, man. <laughs> exactly. Show some love. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, mm. this is our second year of partying. Yep. Episode 70, we spoke about our two-year birthday Yep. for the pod. So this is the second year now in full effect, in full swing. Yeah. And we hope it's going to be as great as the first two years. Without further ado, let's get into some chatter. Let's some get into chit-chat. some chit-chat, man. What's been, what's been going on? How's your week been? No, my week's been all right. Been all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I made some plans with a few friends of mine. Mm-hmm. You might know them. Uh <laughs> I probably do. Yeah. Yeah, man. We were just making our New Year's Eve plans. Oh. So. <laughs> this guy's talking about me and like the fourth person, bro. I'm sitting right here, you're talking about me. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I uh, made plans with my co host and friend. Yeah, yeah. And our partners. Yeah. Yeah, so we made some New Year's Eve plans. I'm excited for those. Psyched. I'm psyched, uh, man. I was at home this week. This weekend, let me talk about the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I was just at home chilling, mm-hmm. watched some football, mm. had some drinks. Yeah, pretty chilled, you know. Didn't go out. This rain was ravaging through Gauteng, ah. flooding roads. I prefer staying home when it's like that. I don't like mm. being on the road when niggers are being just careless. Yeah, the rain makes people drive tr- yeah. like really bad. So there were about three weeks, uh, three days out of this week where I was driving in like some incessant rain. Like the further north I went, the harder the rain became. <laughs> and ah, dude, I, I just wasn't enjoying myself. I had to mm. drive like really slowly because you have to think for other people on the road. Yeah. You can't just drive because you know how to drive. Like you have to think about how dumb other people are as well. Yeah, so it's true. Like, fuck. So I just want that rain. The, the rainy mornings can stop during the week because it's r- it's really not safe, man. And it, it makes us late for work, honestly. Yeah, it's hard to wake up when it's raining. It really is. It really is. Like that sound of rain just, just <laughs> trickling on the rooftop. It's like, oh, but yeah. Otherwise, was your week good? I had a good week. Uh, no complaints, man. From a work point of view, everything is good. My girl is good. Okay, my girl. Yeah. yeah. Did she listen to the yes. last part? Yes, uh, she yeah, did. Let's discuss yeah. that. You we we explored parts of your life. <laughs> you walked us to the ledge, and yeah. I don't know if you fell off. We're gonna find out if you fell off Look, <laughs> based just, on what you your know, partner said. For the said. past year and a half, I've just been trying to take us, you know, to a further like landscape in our potting journey. You, you want know? us to go where Simba was not supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
perfect analogy. I I just been trying to take us to the next level, and what I said probably just went a bit too far because it does affect my personal life at the end of the day. Mm. Um, for those of you who possibly didn't hear last week's podcast, just a quick brief recap. I mentioned that I made a really dumb joke towards one of my... Co- Adelaide, I can see you <laughs> shaking your head at the corner of my eye. Relax, okay? I'm trying to undo the work that I've done, okay? Okay, and I made a really dumb joke um, to one of my colleagues. She asked me, when are you going to let me take your car for a ride? And to which I retorted, when are you going to let me take you for a ride? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a bad joke. I thought it was quite funny at the time, um, but I knew that it was a bad joke. Like you know, bad jokes can be funny still. Yeah. <laughs> so, my girlfriend heard it uh, Monday morning. I picked her up. She just was off with me. I was like, "Baby, are you okay?" Like she's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And like, "Oh, okay. You seem a bit off." She was like, "Yeah." I am And then I was like Why? What's the matter? She's like No nothing I don't think we should Talk about this On our way to work I'm like Okay Just going And then I was like Is it something that I did? She's like "Mm -hmm." Mm-hmm I'm like Ah (laughs) And I'm like What did I do? Like I was none the wiser Because I had completely Forgotten about the plot I was honestly In a different frame of mind It's like On my way to work I'd already listened To a few episodes Of a podcast On my way to work of, like, different podcasts, of course. So I was in a good mood. I was in good spirits. And then it's like, yeah, I this morning I was listening to your podcast. Uh, and I heard what you were saying about... Right? The Swedish lady. The Swedish lady. Yeah. And I was like, ah, damn. It was a quiet ride to work, man. I tell you, after that first three <laughs> minutes... It was a quiet ride oh, to work, man. bro. So, yeah, she wasn't too impressed. Uh, she felt disrespected by that. And that's worse, man. Disres- like, disrespected? Shit, man. That's that's a bad feeling. Mm. Yeah, so. But you guys worked it out, though. Baby, I love you. <laughs> Pimp squad, hold it down. <laughs> yeah, I know we, we managed to work through it, man. There's nothing that a little bit of sex can't fix. yeah yeah no but we're good man everything is good it's like Uh, like we told the listeners last week like we we expose parts of ourselves at our own expense for your guys content yeah for you guys to be content with our content yeah i think they quite appreciate the sacrifices we made they don't. Yeah. They they're not there for when we are arguing with our mm. partners mm. on based off the part. Yeah. But have you ever had any real arguments with Eddie for shit that you say on the pod? Yeah. Or is it just those passing comments? It's it's whenever we talk about things that expose <laughs> our sexual lives or anything. Oh snap. Yeah. So yeah. It, that's I guess all podcasters who discuss sex, mm. if it's not a podcast with your partner, yeah, I guess it would be like that when you go off air, yeah, then your partner's gonna have questions and yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, it is what it is. I'd be like that. My girlfriend is like, when we first started dating, and I told her that I do a podcast. Um, it was just like a running joke because like she would say something and I'm like shit I need to write this down so I can discuss this on the podcast because like things that we discuss are often really fitting topics for the podcast 
And she's like, yo, dating a content creator is, a f- <laughs> is just a fucking mess, bro. Because we're always <laughs> thinking about our content. Like, when we hear something interesting, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, shit. You should definitely talk about that on the pod. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, man. It's like we're, we've become obsessed with this life. Like, positively obsessed, of course. Yeah. But then things do go too far. And, yeah, perhaps we just need to keep an eye on that type of shit. True. True. Uh, because most of this time, sorry, before we move on. Yeah. Most of this time, I've been single. So I've just been going off <laughs> saying whatever I want to say. <laughs> so it's been like pretty easy to just be like, all right, I'm going to say what yeah. I want to say today. And there are going to be no real repercussions. But now you have to account. Yeah. So it's different, bro. When I'm talking about like real things, my relationship, it's like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Now you can't just be like the girl. I picked the girl up. Because <laughs> we're going to be like, we know your partner. Yeah. I just picked up some <laughs> girl up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah, where are you man. taking us, man? Uh, let's go to another sticking point in relationships sticking between point. men and women. The facial. Mm. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. Uh, finances. Mm. Finances, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. It's a very important topic in relationships. Huge part. And I, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. then a new relationship, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, how do talks about finances happen? Do you guys openly share your financial status? Like, of course, you both know, okay, my partner's either well off, they're struggling, they're just okay, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, are you guys completely open to the point where it's like, hey, can I check your bank balance? And it's like, oh, no problem. You show them your banking app, and they can oh. peruse through it at their own will. Or is it kind of more like, no, I'm not going to give you the exact numbers. Just mm. know that I'm good right now. Mm. Don't need to worry. I'm good. I'm not going to be asking to borrow cash or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, how how are you guys handling that? Okay, in terms of our finances, we discuss finances quite a lot. Not quite in the detailed sense of, like, looking at each other's bank balances. But I'm sure if she asked me to, like, see my bank balance, I'd probably show her. But, like, it's just this thing of, okay, I've saved some money. But my month-to-month money, when I say that that money has run out, the money that I have to spend in a month, yeah. that's what I mean by broke. I don't mean that I'm broke in the terms of, like, yo, one more purchase and I'm done, bro. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. That's not what I mean by broke. So I have, like, a savings, and she knows that I have a savings. I haven't told her exactly what that figure is or anything. It's nothing too crazy or anything. But Nigga got a million. Nah, <laughs> shit. Yes, that would be nice, though. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we just be like, yeah, right now is not a good time like to do certain things and we just won't do them. So Mm. we had a really big discussion. In fact, it's an ongoing discussion about this December because, okay, we've been thinking about getting a, a place. So we're looking at properties. We've been looking at properties. And obviously to get a place, you need like some sort of deposit. Mm. So I sent her all my bank statements, three months, pay slips. Like, she knows what I earn. She's seen how I spend my money. It's quite open in that sense. Yeah. So we, the, the the discussion that we've been having is mainly like, okay, we've got December coming up, and these are the things that we want to do. Okay, there's a family trip with my f- family, family trip with my friend, uh, friend's trip for New Year's, and there's saving for this deposit amount, right? Mm-hmm. So there, like, there's ongoing talks about our finances, like constantly. Yeah. But one thing that I've been trying 
to get into the habit of is not letting finances be too much of a focal point in the sense that that's where our arguments derive from, like money. Mm. Like, because we know that our relationship is stronger than that. It shouldn't be like we're, we're arguing so much over money. It's like, okay, shit, we need to agree together to do this or agree together not to do this. And it should just be like that. Okay. How about you guys? How, how's that going in terms of like the discussions about money? Yeah, like we're we're open with each other. Yeah. Like we know the details of each other's finances. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Yeah, it's like more or less the same. We just discuss if a month goes bad, mm-hmm. then we review it. Yeah. And we'll be like, okay, this is all the purchases we made. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. This is where spending was kind of misused, you yeah, know. Yeah. And this is how we can improve on it. Like next month, you know, and this is also how much we can put away just to save for whatever things we might need to save for. Mm, it's like rainy day. Yeah. 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 So it's just it's more or less the same. But it did take a while to get there. It yeah. wasn't something that happened in the first few months. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I think obviously we were also in varsity, we were broke. Yeah, of course. But yeah, like once I like we both started working and things, mm. then it became more serious because now it's like we both had incomes coming in. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, we we just were open about it, discussed the amounts. Yeah. Obviously, there's more transparency on my side. Of course, yeah. as the man, as the man. So it's like, women, <laughs> women generally across the board are not going to be as, as open with no, their true. finances to it's their true. male partners. Yeah. Like, this is facts. We all know this. <laughs> it's the same reason why they say, like, as a man, you and your woman can break up. Mm-hmm. And in the breakup, she'll literally go and cop a car, and you'll be, like, left with peanuts, and you'll be like, where the fuck did all this money come from? Yeah. And she's just been stockpiling it, bro. Like, so she's just been using your car the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I say, like, women do have their own sources of keeping money away yeah. as much as you can be open in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. But men, we just open ourselves up. We're like, this is it. Once we get to mm. that trusting point, we'll be like, this is it. These are my accounts. Mm. This is how I put the money into these accounts. This is where my income starts comes from. Yeah, but I think money is so important to women, and that's why men tend to open themselves up like that. Like, we want to manage our girlfriends' or wives' expectations about Mm. the money factor. We don't want them. We don't. We don't want to mislead them by, okay, I'm giving you this type of lifestyle, but that doesn't mean I'm balling, right? It just means that I'm making sacrifices to make sure that you know, we can do cool shit together or I can get you cool shit whenever the, uh, you know, whenever the time comes for that type of stuff. But yeah. we don't necessarily want them to believe that we're balling. So we show them everything. You say, okay, here's where we can afford to take some risk in, in terms of spending. Here's where we can have some fun. And here's where we need to put money away. Mm. So they, they just know flat out what type of life to expect. Women, we don't really get much from them in terms of finances. Like, they don't really buy us shit. Mm. Like, it's not there. It's not part of what we've come to see as a conventional gender role. We don't yeah. expect that from women. That's true. So, that times are changing. That shit needs to change, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> you cannot get me coochie for my birthday anymore. <laughs> I'm not allowing this. Like, now that I'm in a relationship, I'm going to stand up for my brothers. <laughs> and 
we're gonna make sure that we get our equal rights in relationships. Mm-hmm. No more coochie. When I'm buying you watches, I'm buying you expensive dinners, I'm buying you jewelry and stuff. No. <laughs> coochie is free. I get the same coochie. And on my birthday, it's not like you switch it up for me. You just give me the same coochie. <laughs> you didn't do your kegels in anticipation for this. You didn't make it different for me. You gave me socks as like a side dish to the coochie. No, 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 no. Yeah, women's so, gifts are strange. They're strange. Women will and buy like a bathroom mat. Like, like I, mean, <laughs> I don't even have a bathroom. <laughs> My bathroom's outside. <laughs> like, makes no sense, but yeah, uh, like, yeah, I agree, man. It's, yeah. it's not a gender role we've expected from yeah, women. Yeah, so I do. And I don't that. like that word, but it's just the way we've been brought up, I guess. Yeah, I think. Though what what the thing is, women like to like a gender role we have come to understand is that women do manage a household. Absolutely, like, it's not like I was saying the other day in my own house, right? Mm-hmm. There was a case where I was asked to show the house helper, like how to do like a proper cleaning job in the one of the bathrooms, mm-hmm. and I was like. No, but it's awkward. Like, I can't, as a man, mm. be going to this helper and be like, this is how you clean the shower. In your house. Yeah, I was like, no, like, either you, like, mom, or my partner has to do it. I was mm. like, one of the women in the house should do this. Because mm. it's awkward for me as a man to go tell the helper. It's like, not the gender role we're used to. Yeah. Not that also I was just trying telling a woman what to do. Like, whatever her job is, even though she's a helper and her job is probably clean it just doesn't feel right to tell a woman yeah, like, so yeah you should just be cleaning my house like this it just feels uh, weird and then like i also discussed with eddie afterwards because we just made a whole joke about it my mom mm-hmm. me and eddie mm-hmm. and i was like i spoke to eddie afterwards i was like yeah but in general like the reason also for me feeling that way is that in most households who's gonna hire help it's gonna be the the woman yeah, of the house absolutely like who's gonna buy groceries? It's gonna be the woman of the house. Mm-hmm. Like you, like women take charge of the household Absolutely. and how it runs. Mm-hmm. Men are just gonna provide the finances for it to run. Exactly. Women make eighty percent of consumer decisions. By the way, that's just a, a fun fact. Mm. They make eighty percent of consumer decisions. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a good fact to know. It's a good fact. So even though the money is coming from the men, let's say for instance, m- the majority of the time, yeah, women are the ones deciding. Okay, what are we buying? How much are we spending? They make consumer decisions. Yeah. Households eighty percent of the time. So I think it it is why we as the men just open up about the finances, yeah. but allow the women to sort of manage it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That thing about gender roles. Okay, there was a debate that my girlfriend and I were having because she like grew up religious. I also grew up religious, but I don't mm-hmm. really follow religion anymore. Mm-hmm. And I told her that I don't mind my child growing up religious because I think it would be useful for them, you know, just in terms of teaching them right from wrong. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them to learn the Bible. Mm. So... They can grow up religious, go to church, but I don't want them to be preached to about the Bible. Does okay. it make sense? Yeah, I, I get where you're going, yeah. Okay, so the reason why I said this was that, like, 
I was like, you know, baby, there are a lot of like shitty things in the Bible that <laughs> today we probably just wouldn't accept because yeah. we are a lot more moral as a human race now than we were in those days. Those days was a lot more primitive. Mm-hmm. And I gave her the example of <clears throat> uh, what the punishment would be for women if they cheated on their husbands and yeah. what the punishment would be for men. What were, were, what were the punishments? So they would stone you to death. If you're a woman. If you're a woman. In front yeah. of the community, you know how they used to yeah. hang people later on in human history? They used to hang people in front of the whole community. No, here they would stone you. The community would stone you until yeah. eventually you die. It's it's a long wow. process. It's a very, very torturous... Just thinking about it. I, like, one rock would fucking hurt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, a whole bunch of people throwing rocks exactly. at you. Yeah, it's a lot. And the punishment for men would be... Like the men that were cheating, uh, the men that the wife would be cheating with would be a slap on the wrist in essence. Maybe a few lashes to the back, but you can carry on with your life. Mm. So that is the reason why I didn't want my child to be preached to about the Bible because it would create a superiority complex or an inferiority complex depending on what gender my child comes out. There's a lot of instances of that type of misogyny, for instance, in, in religious teachings. So when it comes to gender roles, they're going to come up thinking that, okay, women are expected to the, to do this and men are expected to do this. And I'm like, I've be, I'm, I'm a liberal, dude. I'm thinking that just whatever goes, dude. Like, if I know how to cook, why shouldn't I be the one cooking every night as a gent? Like, my dad cooks every night. Like, real talk. Gen- no gender roles. My mom is here every night, but my dad cooks because he enjoys cooking. Yeah. There are no, like, gender... And that's a, a previous generation. Like, they're much older, and they still get it. Like, it doesn't matter, dude. If I know how to do something, I'm going to do it. My dad does laundry every now and again. Like, he does domestic shit. He, he likes doing the, the garden. Like, yeah, yeah. there are no gender rules. Like, there shouldn't be any gender rules specific to, like, your yeah. gender. Like, just do whatever you can because you like doing it. For me, look, I'm not much of a, of a cooker. You know, <laughs> a cooker. <laughs> I haven't yeah. really experimented much in the kitchen, but I would like to learn how to cook. It's not like I'm just expecting my girlfriend to do everything, you know, but I can clean. If you need help cleaning around the house, I can do that. There shouldn't be a thing of because she's the woman, I should I should just be doing all, like I should just be doing nothing all day. Mm, yeah, I agree. Especially since we're splitting bills, like say, for instance, if we're living in our own house. We're both earning. Why shouldn't I be helping you in some ways? You you work full-time, I work full-time. Mm. Just help each other out, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, like, gender roles have been, I think they've been revisited over the years, you know? Yeah. A lot of people have realized how some things were, like, unnecessary. Yeah. Like, there's unnecessary expectations on both genders. Like, yeah. of perceived roles we have to play. Yeah. And I think, like, those are being eased more and more, you know, through throughout different cultures around the world. Yeah. Of course, there's very there's a lot of people who are still very conservative mm-hmm. and want to uphold certain traditions, you know. I think if we look at a certain demographic in our country that's kind of become, like, popularized for this, it's, like, the people in KZN, mm-hmm. the Zulu men, that mm-hmm. side they're like very much popularized for wanting to be conservative and uphold gender roles yeah. as we know them, that a woman does this, a man does this, mm-hmm. you know. And 
we see that throughout a lot of rural parts of our country mm-hmm. mainly yeah but i think in the more urban areas things are changing definitely yeah. in urban areas a lot of us are adopting new ways of thinking in terms of relationships how we go about them you know helping each other as partners so well, yeah i agree a huge part of that is the more urban you are the less cultural you are and well in most instances and the more urban you are the less religious you are so it's twofold i think those are the two main factors in terms of gender roles like uh, well not gender roles but misogyny like misogyny yeah like we know african culture and many cultures around the world are inherently misogynistic towards women mm. it's just the way they they are the way yeah. you know times went but the more time has gone on western cultures have strayed away from religion and like cultural traditions mm. yeah there's, there's new cultures being brought up every yeah. day yeah i think like we are living in an urban culture right now absolutely it's not a traditional or ethnic culture yeah, yeah. but it's a very much urban culture absolutely yeah driven by media and yeah a literature literature or you, whatever you know what my biggest like one of my biggest concerns are in terms of people not being religious is that or you know cultural or whatever is that their idea of right and wrong is becoming very warped mm, like elaborate okay so like in the bible or whatever religious book i don't want to like pick on christians or anything but in whatever religious book there are morals or principles that yeah. you ought to live by or else you're not a good christian muslim jew or whatever and the more people are you know going towards this idea that morals are subjective and there are no absolutes in terms of the bad shit or the good shit that you do it's kind of frightening bro because shouldn't you know that for instance like there's this new epidemic that's rising up right about people saying that it's perfectly ac- acceptable to have sexual relationships with minors not people who dig for gold. I'm oh, talking yeah. about children. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I've seen this where yeah. they say it's a sexual preference. It's a sexual it's preference. Not... They're trying to make it part of the LGBTQ yeah. uh, spectrum, right? And I'm like, come on, it should nah. be obvious to you that that type of stuff is wrong. But it's not wrong because people are saying your your morals are subjective, mm. and morals for the most part are subjective. You cannot go into like people's cultures, like I was saying probably a few weeks ago, that. Because a woman is dressed in a hijab, like, from head to toe, that that is wrong or that's oppressive towards women. You can't go to somebody's culture and tell them that. You have to ask those women, do you feel oppressed by this? And they'll they'll have to tell you for themselves. But for us, in our culture, it's like, yo, dude, everything is just subjective. There are no absolutes anymore. There are no, like, references to be like, yeah, this is right and this is wrong. So that's like my only concern about that that type of stuff. Mm. No, yeah. I, I I get you. Yeah, I think like <laughs> we're in a time right where a lot of the rules are being re- like rewritten, mm. and people are wanting to change history. Mm-hmm. Like everybody thinks they're fucking MLK these days. Yeah, right? everybody's a social <laughs> justice warrior. Like, like everybody wants to be the face of something. Yeah. Because I think for so many years, people have been told they don't have voices or yeah. they're not going to change history. Yeah. Which is a reality for the most part. Yeah. 
but people are kind of like you know like now nah, fuck that i'm gonna do what i can or i'm gonna get a group of us to do what we can you know and people are now standing up for themselves like shit even racists are now coming back out and being like we want to be racist like racists no longer feel that shame these days like we went through a period where after everything has happened somewhat like if we look at apartheid right yeah where okay now it's, it's shameful to be like that but we're getting into the 2020s now where you see what happened with Donald Trump and his people mm-hmm. and you see what's happening now in parts of South Africa mm. where, fell and shit. where people are now standing up to be bigots they're like saying this is how we are this is how yeah. we want to live yeah. you cannot stop us living like this like people are now all around the world whether it's for good causes or bad causes people want to have a voice for their own cause and I don't know how we got to this point. <laughs> I, do, I don't know. But it's we're at that point where people want to stand up for whatever it is they believe in. And they and when you say what you believe in is wrong, like you're saying, someone says, no, but that's based on your bias. Yeah. Like who, 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 who made this rule yeah. in the first place that this is wrong? I think I once also... Once upon a time when I used to think very existentially, mm-hmm. I used to ask myself the question, like, who decided that murder was wrong? Like, I would just ask that question, mm-hmm. not that I'm against or for it. Mm-hmm. I would just ask myself, like, who was it back then that decided that we just can't go around killing people? It's wrong. Like, I, I used to ask myself those questions. Mm-hmm. Like, who decided what's good, what's bad? Like, who who were these people that just decided this is what's good, that's what's bad? And then we obviously look towards textbook definitions mm-hmm. where it's like if it harms other people or the greater society, then mm-hmm. we'd consider it bad for our moral compass. Mm-hmm. And if it benefits society and other humans, we'd consider it good. But at the, still, in that point, it's still very tricky. Yeah. Because it's kind of like... Pablo Escobar. Yeah. He's going to yeah. fucking make a whole bunch of people drug addicts and kill people, but his kids are going to live the greatest life ever because he's looking after them. Yeah. He's doing good for his family and his community yeah. that he cares about. So it's like, yeah. where's the lines? You know, it's, where's the line? Yeah, it's very interesting when we talk about morals and ethics. And see, there's a collective morality. That's what, like, groups believe in. But then there's yeah. an individual reality, like, uh, morality where you're on your own, bro, and you have to make a <laughs> split-second decision or a premeditated decision as to, like, what's better for you in, yeah. that, in that particular moment. And that's where a lot of people go wrong. Mm. It's like, when they're on their own, they're not, they're not particularly uh, inclined to make the right decision, unfortunately. But in groups, you know that, yo, I'm going to be judged, bro, if I do this stu- this yeah. type of stuff. It's like, that's why people shouldn't be alone. We're social beings, dude. Mm. And not one person decided that, you know, this type of stuff is bad. It's like, people are like, dude, we're trying to survive. We cannot yeah. just go, like, and we can only survive if we have numbers, strength in mm. numbers, right? True. So they kind of decided that, okay, killing is not good just based on that, on survive, pure survival of the species. And that's pretty much that's pretty much it, dude. Yeah. Uh, so I think. Yeah. Going back to your original point, 
before yeah. I end up we end up in the rabbit hole too far. Yeah. We're but on yeah. music, so we're good. Yeah, yeah, I think uh like yeah, with religion, like you said. Yeah. Uh, I think I get where you're coming from that you'd want your kid to learn about religion mm. but not every aspect of it. Yeah. Because, like you said, it's it comes with its benefits. It does. You'll learn some benefits. moral codes. Yeah. But there's also some toxic stuff in there that you don't want yeah. to adopt. So I think yeah, it's it's important. I think that not important. But I think it's beneficial mm-hmm. that people somewhat have some sort of religion or religiosity. Yeah. Or like culture, culture, traditional yeah. values that they f- adhere to. You know, like, don't not believe in anything. I think that's a very risky way to live. This is the thing, okay, fuck, and we are going to enter a rabbit hole, but I'll try, I'll try to keep this brief. The thing about religion having very conflicting aspects of morality. On one hand, God is okay with us stoning harlots to death. And on the other hand, he's like, we shouldn't kill, right? Mm. So how do we deal with people who deal with, uh, who, who cheat on their spouses in today's society we don't do that type of stuff dude yeah we, we don't do that type all of we stuff. do now is call jube jube exactly <laughs> but morally that was okay yeah right? back then yeah people didn't see an issue with it and i haven't seen a revised bible yet so until the day comes where somebody gets that message from on high to write a new scripture yeah i'm not inclined to listen to the bible so humanists are arguing that if there are good things in the bible there are inherently humanistic things that weren't dictated to us that like killing is bad because we knew when we were evolving that we needed each other to survive as a species mm. so we already had an in like innate idea of what right and wrong was just very slightly but still primitively so that's what humanists are saying like no humans do know what's right from wrong generally yeah in terms of the big sins right yeah. like we know we shouldn't be violating each other we shouldn't be killing each other so Yes, grow up with values. They're not necessarily religious, but they are good humanistic values that will increase your overall well-being and the well-being of the people around you. That's it. I agree. Yeah. Let's get into music time. Yeah, boo. For those of you who are listening to the show for the first time or you've returned, <laughs> music time is that segment of the show where we play our favorite songs or songs that we've been vibing to lately. I tend to play African or local music. Caesar plays what he likes. So does Allison. So this week, do you have any pick? Uh, I do. Uh, mine is Mac Miller, Senior Skip Day. This is from one of his first mixtapes called Kids. Alright. So yeah, we're going to j- vibe out some Mac Miller. It's a real feel-good track. Here's Senior Skip Day. Kids. Oh, yeah. I'm just high where they hate on me People tend to think all the drinks on me I don't even have the money to spend To buy a patrol for you and all your friends Hey, I be on my grind Rain, see snow Rolling up good every place we go Cause we try and get high Yeah. 
Skip Day by Mac Miller, a uh, real cult classic on that one. Sunny, what do you have for us? Uh, speaking of, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> did you see that TikTok Kenyan guy that looks like Kevin Hart? I did. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, super funny. Uh, he <laughs> looks exactly <laughs> like Kevin, like exactly like a. It, it looks like a face filter. It's so exactly. wild. Exactly, it looks exactly like him, dude. That's crazy. The nose, the eyes, like every single thing, bro. Yeah, I can't believe Kevin Hart's doppelgangers on TikTok. I can't believe he's Kenyan, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's one of those like pseudo facts on those like facts pages and on the internet that mm-hmm. says we supposedly have like two to three doppelgangers in the world. Yeah, they do say that, yeah. and I, I kind of believe it. Yeah, I'd like to believe. I I we've seen one of my other friend groups. We saw one of our friends doppelgangs on the internet, like Straight an up. Indian version of a white guy, <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, "This looks exactly like you, dude." because so, our friend's name is Sean. Yeah. So we called his Indian doppelganger Shinjin. <laughs> we're like, you guys are wild, bro. <laughs> we're like, hey man, where's Shinjin at right now, <laughs> dude? But it's wild, bro. Like, he looked exactly like him. It was crazy. That's wild. So, yeah, I, I do believe we all have a doppelganger yeah. out there. Yeah. I just can't wait till the day I meet mine. Yeah, dude. How will they sound? I wonder if they'll yeah. sound anything like me. Like, it must be it must be weird, though, Like if you see, to see someone that looks exactly like you yeah. from another part of the world. Interesting. Yeah. I suspect my doppelganger is in Norway. I don't You're know right? why. Yeah. I rate. It's like John Carew's brother. <laughs> <laughs> the big Norwegian's brother. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, this week I have a pick. I have a pick by G65 called Obani Lababantu. Okay. Enjoy. <laughs> Hit it.
those people? <laughs> uh, so mean that killed me yesterday. They were mm-hmm. like, you uh, when you graduate you know, at your graduation ceremony, yeah. then your parents are crying. Then they're like, NSFAS is like singing the song. Like, <laughs> 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 who are these people? <laughs> who are these people that couldn't pay your fees for you? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Anyway, second half of the show. Second half of the show. Uh, you ready to drive us on? Yeah, we can. Wait, did you see the um Kevin Hart special, the new one? No, not yet. It's called Zero Fucks Given. I want to watch it, but every time I want to watch Netflix comedy stand-up shows, yeah, my partner opposes. She's not a fan of stand-up comedy. Really, Eddie? She I've only ever met one other person like you. <laughs> she says stand-up comedy is not funny at all. She says there's no funny stand-up ever. Not she, one. She's not alone, man. <laughs> Look, she's not alone. Look, there's... You know you know Vinny, right? Yeah. Homeboy is funny as hell, bro. Vinny's probably one of my funniest friends. But his reception to other comedy is terrible. Mm. Like, he doesn't think Trevor Noah's funny. He doesn't think Kevin Hart is funny. Doesn't think Chris Rock is funny. He only finds one comedian funny, and that's because it's like really dark humor, right? Um, Jimmy Carr from England. Oh yeah, yeah. I find him hilarious as well, but I also find Kevin Hart funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when uh, when I had a Kevin Hart, I had two tickets to ke- to Kevin Hart when he came to SA. Mm-hmm. I went with my boy James because he loves Kevin Hart. I'll, uh, and then Vinny got upset. He's like, dude, you invited James, but you didn't invite me. What the fuck's up with that? Because me and Vinny are <laughs> way tighter than me and James are. <laughs> but James likes Kevin Hart. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you don't, you, don't, you don't fuck with Kevin Hart. You don't even like stand-up, bro. Exactly. What, what are you getting so angry about, bro? Like, you're going to be the only one in a stadium of, what, 15,000 people who's yeah. not laughing. Like, who, who are you, dude? Like, yeah. Anyways, I don't understand people that don't enjoy comedy. I'm sorry. I'll never... Although quite understand I you. do understand why funny people tend to not like other people's jokes. I'm not saying they don't like other comedians. Mm-hmm. They don't like they don't find other people's jokes to be funny. I myself am like that. I barely find other humans funny. Really? In person. I find comedians funny. Yeah. But I barely find other humans funny. Like why? I fake laugh ninety nine percent of the time. Damn, that that, that <laughs> explains a lot. Jeez, damn, thanks, man. <laughs> but but one thing that funny people do find funny is things, which is right, why right. we could be at a funeral and fucking start laughing inside. Like, oh my yeah. god! Like, does anyone else see the fucking flower arrangement? And like, we find <laughs> those types of things hilarious. Why? <laughs> but that's why we turn those things into jokes for our friends and later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I see where where why he's like that. But I do enjoy stand up. I enjoy comedy yeah and man. i enjoy other funny people yeah like can i tell you what he finds funniest like he finds cartoons hysterical dude like adventure time regular yeah. show and by the way regular show is hilarious as fuck i find yeah. that shit pretty funny too <laughs> but that's his idea of comedy it's not even like the 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 the, the raunchy cartoons you know yeah like the kids sh- well kids shows yeah those shows comedy. man it's not like South Park and shit or... Yeah. Have you seen Hoops on Netflix? Have you watched yeah, Hoops? I want to watch it. <laughs> that is hysterical, bro. You need to watch Hoops I'm, on I'm Netflix. But anyways, what I was trying to get at is like Kevin Hart. Like, do you still think he's funny or... Nah, I think he came and 
I think a lot of people who popped off like 10 years ago mm-hmm. lost it somewhere Damn. along the line. Do you know what I think it is? Mm-hmm. I think there's no humor in your success. For example, these guys were all funny when they were coming out of being poor. When they were still mm. on the come up. Mm. Because being broke is really funny. When you think about yeah. the shit that happens in your life when you're broke, <laughs> it's fucking funny. Yeah, that's but true. now that they're super millionaires and yeah. they're surrounded by A-listers, like they ain't got really they ain't got much funny shit to laugh about, really. But why is Dave Chappelle still so funny? I think yes. Dave is just a genius. Mm. I and I mean not just a comedic genius. I think Dave is actually a a human a, genius. A human genius. Yeah, yeah, I believe so too. Um, but yeah, I think Kevin lost it. Not I haven't seen this to zero fucks given, but mm-hmm. the one before, what was it called? Uh, irresponsible. Yeah, it was aight. Uh, irresponsible was funny because of the gun compartment joke. Like that yeah. joke took almost ten minutes. And I laughed throughout the entire 10 minutes, dude. One joke. <laughs> but my thing is that Gun compartment. his last few stand-ups have been... Hit or miss, right? Yeah, they haven't been like as great as what we what put him on the map. Yeah, you know that's true. I mean? like, let me, uh, well, not let me explain. Uh, laugh at my pain. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a grown little man. It's like that. Do you think he's still funny? I think funny people don't stop being funny. That's why I'm making reference to specific jokes. Because mm. they still have the funny bone in them, right? Yeah. So they're still going to be funny, right? They're still going to be able to make us laugh. But now it's about the intervals. I don't want to wait three jokes for my next laugh. You know, like if you have three jokes in between my laughs, then mm. you kind of, you're, I feel like you're falling off. Trevor yeah. Noah actually said something very interesting. Oh, no, Chris Rock. What am I saying, Trevor Noah? Chris Rock was busy commenting on Ricky Gervais. You know Ricky Gervais, yeah, right? The uh, British comic. I like Ricky. He's controversial as fuck. I love he has him some for that crazy reason. views, but I like him. Yeah. Exactly. Chris Rock says his style of comedy is very in your face. Like no, Rick, like Chris Rock's comedy. His mm. comedy style is very in your face, right? He repeats himself a lot to force you to laugh. Because yeah. like when he repeats things, they get funnier and funnier for some reason. <laughs> and that's why I love Chris Rock. He's just yeah. funny, bro. He makes you laugh. But his laughs come in 30-second intervals. He never lets time go by without you laughing. Whether even whether it's the punchline or him just re, yeah. like, re-explaining himself on the same point. Ricky Gervais on the other point is like calculated. He says a lot of shit. They culminate, culminate in one huge laugh. Yeah. But he doesn't say a lot of funny things along the way to get to that laugh. So Kevin Hart makes a lot of jokes in between, but the punchlines don't stick that culminate, culminate in a huge laugh. Mm. That's my problem with Kevin Hart nowadays. Yeah. It used to be funny that he was short. He has this little voice. But, but now he's like buff and he's <laughs> handsome. Like it's just, and he's rich and he's well dressed. He's not funny anymore for yeah. like that reason. You can't be that well dressed and buff and try to be funny, dude. <laughs> like Joe, have you seen Joe Rogan's comedy? Mm-mm. Joe Rogan doesn't know how to dress himself, bro. And that's yeah. perfect because yeah. he's not the funniest, but it's it helps him that he's not mm. good looking and hysterically exactly. funny. Like fat comedians are probably the funniest because they don't take themselves seriously yeah. enough. Like. The super good-looking guys, they're just... Nah, man. I, I don't find them that funny. Kevin Hart had two funny things in that special for me, man. 
Um, but besides that, like it was an hour not really that well spent. Not that I hate Kevin Hart because I think his movies are way better than his stand up now. But he's not a funny stand up comic anymore. Yeah, like hysterically funny the way we used to love him. No, I I get that. I saw yeah. it on Twitter people were saying it's trash. The trash is harsh, man. But trash is so harsh. Like, why do they go to that extreme all the time? I try to take it with a pinch of salt because I don't want them to give me expectations now watching it. And something yeah. that's actually funny, I don't find it funny because I'm thinking now this is trash. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. just like, ah, maybe for them. But I was like, I'll experience it for myself. You should, dude. Especially as somebody who is funny, you might find some things funnier than other people. Mm. Because. Kevin Hart, half of what he does is not about how smart the jokes are. It's about how he says them. Yeah. He doesn't have very, I don't know, they're not intellectual kind of jokes the way maybe Dave Chappelle is. like. Yeah. But it's it's the way he says things. He's a character. That's what makes him funny. And that character's lost. I think he's just comfortable with who he is as, as mm. a celebrity. He's just comfortable. He doesn't have the same effort level for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Nah, definitely. Yeah. I think, like we said, man, the best, even music, like everything is best when it comes from a point of pain yeah. or suffering yeah. of some sorts. Like there's no good art that ever came from happiness. Not, I'm going to say there's no good art, but... There's tons of good art. Man. There's, <laughs> there's not a lot of masterpieces that came from happiness. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? That would be a really good case study to do. Like, what good music came from a position of just total bliss yeah it's, it's like yeah. those it's bubblegum music man like I'd say yeah John Lennon's music came from a place of happiness when he first met Ono mm. yeah <laughs> when he first met Ono yeah. that beautiful Japanese lady he was like so happy he made an entire album what a masterpiece still a classic mm. Mm. So, but yeah. a lot of the best works come from pain because that's Absolutely. W- I think most humans and this is fucking messed up but (laughs) most humans relate to pain more than to happiness absolutely which is fucking wild no it's completely true that is completely true where where did we get it wrong guys (laughs) that that society's like we all can relate to pain and suffering but we most of us are like nah happiness what is that dude it's it's kind of to the point of what you said the other week we some sick part of ourselves likes dark shit dude mm. and it's it's some sort of sadomasochistic <laughs> aspect that yeah. every human has whether in a large degree or in a small degree but we're all like we all want to be happy i think but yeah. feeling sad feels good for some reason dude feeling like you know when you're when you're uh sad and you're listening to sad music that feels better than yeah. like pick me up music dude exactly. it actually the sad music picks you up it's like Oh, this nigga's, like, really singing to my soul <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's it, it is weird, man. The human human mind is a weird thing, man. Shit. Mm. Uh, anyways. Uh, you got any quick hits for us? I do have a few quick hits. Um, I want to know my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this going now? <laughs> my whole life, man. You know... <laughs> Oh. Always stop fake laughing, versus I'm not fake, <laughs> <laughs> fake laughing. Don't worry, guys. Oh. If you'll know if I'm fake laughing for real. Oh man. But yeah. What I was I, gonna say is like my whole life, right? And I meant that. I wasn't trying to be funny when I said my whole life. Okay? <laughs> yeah. 
I always thought that I was a good guy, right? Like, in mm-hmm. relativity to other men okay. that I've encountered. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I didn't understand why girls didn't take me seriously as, like, a potential mate, right? Okay. And this is mainly in high school. I actually wrote about this in my book, guys. In stores everywhere. The red velvet. Yeah, the vel. No, not the red velvet. My oh. book isn't cake. <laughs> <laughs> the, the velvet self. <laughs> the velvet self. I look like I a s- terrible friend. <laughs> this, is, this is bad. You didn't even buy the book. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, it's called the velvet self. In stores everywhere. That means through me. Um, I spoke about how things didn't really change for me up until after I left school, right? In terms of Mm -hmm. finding suitable mates. Mm. And I want to know why that is. Why do quote-unquote nice guys, they're not taken seriously by, like, the cool chicks or the, the chicks that people like? Like, they're not, like, it's always the dickheads that get the the sharper end of that stick. Mm. I I don't know, a- Eddie. Any contribution? Yeah, Eddie. Nice. Why do nice guys? Wh- why do nice guys finish last? Yeah, I want to know. Do, why. do you know what I think it is mm-hmm. right? What I've come to see. I'm not going to mention names, but there's there's a person I know who's a nice guy, right? Like, I knew him in varsity. Yeah. He's a very nice guy. Very mm-hmm. nice guy. Yeah. Nice boy. Nice, nice boy. boy. Yeah. That's but very patronizing. <laughs> Don't call me a nice boy. <laughs> <laughs> nice young lad, right? Yeah. But he was never true in his intentions with women. He, he was, was just a true. nice guy. Just a nice guy. He's going to be nice to you. He's going to be nice to everyone. But he's never going to tell a woman what he wants from them. He's never going to tell Eddie that, Eddie, I want you. This is one of the things I want to do to you when the sun sets. You know. (laughs) (laughs) When the sun sets. He's not going to do that. He's just going to continue being nice. Mm -hmm. And women see through that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Women see through that. And that means you're not a nice guy. Because in his head, he's thinking of 69ing this chick. But on the outside, all he's going to talk about is Power Rangers and what happened on TV. And, oh, Cyril said immediate effect. But he's never going to tell her that I want you. And this woman knows that this guy wants me. Mm. And she sees through that. And that's why she'll never give him a chance. Because he thinks he's going to nice his way into coochie, which is (laughs) impossible. It's, it's literally impossible. <laughs> Nicest way into coochie. Right. Yeah. And the so-called bad guys. Yeah. We see so-called bad guys as bad because they, they come across as confident and they're very abrasive. And he'll tell this woman in front of the whole people in a group setting, he'll be like, no, I want you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you. And to all of us, we'll be like, geez, what a dick. Yeah. But in truth, he's being nice by being honest. He's not hiding his intentions with women. And women appreciate that because as much as he might say it abrasively or whatever, mm, mm. ultimately it shows a good character in him that he's honest. Honest. Yeah, honest is honest. a very good trait yeah. to have. Yeah. It shows a very good, nice guy character in him. Yeah. 
And that's why women would tend to choose those guys who people will perceive as, ah, he's a bit of a douche or he's somehow. But in truth, he's actually the real nice guy. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I, I, I witnessed this in my varsity days where I'd see the two types of guys because in this one friend group I had, there was that very nice boy. Mm-hmm. And then there was the dude who's a bit of a dick, but he'd get girls. Yeah. And I'd look at both of them, I'd be like, Hmm. I can see why. Like, yeah. I can see the difference in the two of them, that yeah. this guy's just completely honest. Mm-hmm. Like, he just speaks his mind, he says what he has to say, and this guy just keeps playing the nice card. He's never going to change topics, anything a bit mm. taboo. He keeps it above water. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And in my exploits with women, I've noticed that they do prefer the, like, offbeat topics. Like, mm. don't ask me how my day was. Like, let's talk about some real shit. And that's how you maintain their, like, interest, like, yeah. their attention, right? But what do you, like, do you think it's um something that we've adapted to? That guys who are, that guys who are, quote-unquote, bad guys, they're more evolutionarily adapted? I think, yeah. And that's why women like them, because they, they show some sort of, primal instinct in them that okay this is the type of person that would be able to protect me in some ways like some sort of Mm. subconscious thing like that i think so like yeah if you look at it right yeah the people who are not who are not afraid to engage (laughs) (laughs) to engage in like the taboo stuff back then had more mating success at a younger age absolutely so it was the guy who's not afraid to stand up in the middle of class and talk about his boner <laughs> and we all laugh about it but then some girl in that class is going to be curious about that boner yeah <laughs> you know what i mean because girls be hoes right <laughs> <laughs> but then the rest of us who be like i'd never say that that's like taboo as shit yeah like, god damn yeah like they w- w- there was no success mating wise yeah yeah but then as we grew older and as we progressed through life mm-hmm. we learned to unlock those filters yeah and then we saw greater success I think a great part of that is, like, now that I'm looking back, it's, like, when I was younger, I didn't really hang around groups that had girls in them. Like, mm. yeah, we had friends that were girls. They were just in our class. But, like, when we were, like, going out, it would always be, like, a pack of gents, right? Yeah. So, for that reason, I was always blind to what girls actually talk about when they're yeah. in a group of friends. That's only something that came up, like, when I was on VAC. <laughs> and then first year. Yeah. It's like first year, you, you know, like we have groups of, of friends and a lot of them tend to be girls and they talk about wild shit, bro. Like we talk about girls sometimes in a very disrespectful way. They talk about guys in a nasty, filthy way, man. Like, I don't mm. know if a lot of guys know this. Like girls are not like the princesses that they make themselves <laughs> out to be. When you're friends yeah. with girls, it's really different to trying to pursue a girl <laughs> like when you're friends with them they say wild shit like they love dicks <laughs> <laughs> they love them dude and they'll tell you that You're like yo guys it's been two weeks since i've had sex i was there like yes sis dude i just lost my virginity two months ago and i haven't had sex since <laughs> it'd be like that like when i first yeah. got to varsity it was like that it was like yeah, like you guys talk about sex all the time yeah it's crazy so I think I think it might be evolutionary, maybe. Yeah. There's somewhere in this guy's genes, mm-hmm. there's a socialized socialization path that takes place yeah. where 
from a younger age, he's just taught to be more expressive yeah, and not have those filters in place or not have those mm. filters in place to such a, like... Great degree. Yeah, great degree. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and for the rest of us, we learn as we go on. You know, some guys, they learn, like I said, when we get to varsity. Yeah. Others, maybe they miss the chance in varsity, but when they get to the workplace. Mm. And then mm. others, late bloomers, they get to their 30s, and that's when they unlock this. Some guys, never. Yeah. Yeah, some guys, unfortunately, will never experience this unlocking insults yeah insults basically <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy i can't believe there's actual insults like what do you mean you can't believe i can totally believe no, it. no I, I can believe it but i mean like like where's the self like actualization for these guys <laughs> they don't believe in themselves they don't have any self-esteem yeah like it's a it's a tragedy yeah, it's yeah, a travesty it's, it's a travesty it's sad man um where was i gonna take us um okay so so do you feel like you've grown out of, like do you feel like you've got gotten the answers for how you felt back then no kind of to to a slight degree okay. or do you feel like there were things you could have done different yeah, definitely. Like, okay, I've always been scared of women. I think I still am, kind of. That part of me hasn't really escaped. Yeah, no, women are dangerous. Man. They're quite intimidating. They, they are quite you. intimidating. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that look, man. <laughs> it's quite, they're quite intimidating in that it's so, like, it's luck of the draw with women sometimes, right? You don't know what they're into because women are into such a, like vast variety of things mm. like these past few years i've seen the dad bod come into fashion like mm-hmm. you know guys are not particularly physically fit they're just chubby not like extremely overweight they're just dad bods you know? yeah and that's come into fashion over guys that are like you know tough guys you know, yeah like, yeah stuff like that so that's a big thing for me. I was always insecure about that aspect. But then when I left school, I realized, oh, girls actually like a bit of chub around the edges. Mm-hmm. Because the girls that I liked were getting with guys that were tough guys, athletes, soccer players, whatever. Mm. So from that aspect, I, 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 yeah, I'm conflicted because I, know that I knew that I had more to offer in terms of personality than guys like that. Because those guys were generally airheads, right? Mm-hmm. But I felt like I had more to offer than that, like, besides just, you know, physical fitness. Mm. So, yeah, I, I guess I kind of had to have the answers now, but also I don't because women are so diverse in their preferences. Yeah. You never really know what it is. Like, nice guys work for a lot of girls because maybe they feel like they can control them better. That's another aspect of it. Women don't particularly feel as though they should be controlled by a man but vice versa mm. and some girls are just like that they want to have control of you and i'm just like nah <laughs> fuck that yeah. fuck that so i still consider myself kind of a nice guy but i'm way more assertive than i used to be i think assertion yeah. is a big part of it yeah definitely like yeah. i said it's always good to just state your intentions man yeah like Absolutely. you want a lady let her know let her know very early on mm-hmm. because you're gonna get 
you're you're gonna get some sort of reception back. Either yeah. she's gonna also let you know she wants you as well. Yeah. Or she's gonna let you know if she doesn't. Yeah. Like w- women also know what they want. Yeah. They don't. Uh, yeah. They do. It's not really much a game of convincing. As much as, mm. <laughs> funny enough, like as much as a lot of people would think that like. Uh, this guy probably had to like work real hard and like charm this girl. Mm. She probably knew somewhere in her mind, whether yeah. it's in the front of her mind or the back, <laughs> from the day this guy approached her, she somewhere in her mind said, This is someone I'm willing to have sex with. Yeah. Yeah. From the moment he walked up to her and said hi. Yeah. Before he says anything else, before yeah. whether the conversation is boring yeah. or in bad or mm. good, she was like, This is a yes or a no. Yeah. And then obviously she'll now in the front of mind be like, but he'll have to work for it, or yeah. I'll put him through his paces, and we'll see. Yeah. But she's decided long before. It's the same for our partners. Eddie decided from day one of yeah. me meeting that it's either gonna be a yes or a no before yeah. I could say anything else. Yeah. Even your partner, she yeah. probably also decided. That she shot her shot, so she knew what yeah. she was doing. So it's like that. Be like that, man. So yeah. just gotta trust yourself. Go up to a woman. Be a gentleman. Mm. I think don't be a nice guy. Be a gentleman. Be if you're gonna be a nice guy, be nice in the sense that you're honest, mm-hmm. you're a gentleman, and you're assertive. You're not a pushover. Don't be a pushover. Don't let them walk all over you, man. Yeah. Yeah. So let her know. I want you. I want to take you out. Take out where you need to take out to, man. Yeah. Don't need to be nowhere bougie. If she likes you, she'll like the date. That's absolutely That's another thing. A lot of guys think they need to now take girls out to fucking like La Parada or some shit and spend. What the fuck is that? You know these fancy certain restaurants. Yeah, Did you just make that shit up? Yeah, it's a real place. Is that a real place? I think it's La Prada or La Parada. La Parada. Yeah. But also, don't expect girls to come to you. I think yeah. I got really lucky. <laughs> and like, you also got really lucky that you, yeah, you were approached. You yeah, know? women will shoot their shots, you know. Yeah, but not everybody's blessed to be fine. As exactly. Men exactly. So not everyone's gonna shoot their shots at you guys. Exactly. <laughs> it's just you just gotta be able to live with that, you know. Some guys do have to work harder, unfortunately. I think um, <laughs> Chris Rock alluded to this dude in one of his specials. I love Chris Rock, by the way. He said that girls, like like you said, girls know when they want to fuck you, mm. no matter what you say. So it doesn't yeah. matter what you say. If they see you and they want to fuck you, they'll make it so. But <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say, dude. If you start yeah. speaking, nah, and you're just talking crap, conversation is not that compelling. But they want to fuck you. They're going to still fuck you, bruh. They'll just true. tell you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Actually, that, yes, That's true. all they're going to do. They're just going to be like, okay, shh. Or they'll lead the conversation themselves. Mm. But they, when they know that they're going to do some shit to you, they're going to do it regardless, bro. They're, yeah. they'll, they're willing to sweep... A lot of things under the carpet. And I'm not, dude. Honestly, if I want to, like, bang a chick, I need to get into her mind, man. I need to, like, be like, ah. Oh, yeah, okay, you're dope. Like, I I need to be attracted in other ways yeah. besides physical in order to engage in that way. But you must be careful. Like, they do say there's many cases of men who talked themselves out of getting coochie. Out of coochie. How yeah. do you talk yourself out of getting coochie? You just be saying too much, man. The girl was ready. But because you never decided to shoot, you just kept on talking and oh. talking and talking. She moved past. Homeboy probably said, are you going to the Trump rally? And then she's like, I'm <laughs> Peace. I'm 
I'm you know, yeah. you can't be in a talking stage forever. At some point, you yeah. need to take her out on that date. Yeah. So you can't be saving for three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta do it. Red. How long should a talking stage be? I think I should talk to you for about a week, two weeks. I agree, dude. A week to two weeks, fourteen days is enough. Yeah. Max. Then we should go out on a date. Yeah. Unless circumstances don't allow. Like what? Like what circumstances could not allow? Like, like COVID, finances, like COVID, lockdown, right, yeah, type right, right, things. Right, right. Finances, but even finances, you'll make a plan for a cheap date, man. Yeah. Like I said, if a woman likes you, she won't complain about where you go. If a woman likes you, you can literally just go get McFlurries for your first date. Yeah. And just sit in your car and yeah. talk. Yeah. And she will enjoy it. It's only if she doesn't like you. If she was just bored and she wanted something to do. That oh, she's going to hop on the socials and be like, this bum-ass nigga took me to McDonald's for a date, for <laughs> our first date. But why are girls like that? Why, why are they like this? Because women confused, man. <laughs> you know, on the, TL, confused. on the TL, I seldom see guys talking about dates that didn't go their way. I always see girls talking about dates that didn't go their way. Always ridiculing the guy for the type of, you know, his style, yeah. for instance. Like, you know, this guy doesn't have style. I'm not talking about, like, fashion sense. I'm talking about style, you know. He doesn't have a, a sense of cool about him. And girls are always judging niggas for that. Do you know, this I, nigga made me split the bill. Do you know what I've noticed? Women want us to know that they're wanted. Mm. That's why they do this. Women mm. want us to know that they are wanted. Even yeah, if it was a terrible it. date, yeah. she has to expose him, like, Ah, I went on the worst date ever. Just that we can all know, oh, someone actually asked you out on a date. Mm -hmm. That's what she wants us to know. She doesn't even care that it was a terrible date. But you know how they always tell guys to stay in their lane? Mm. I think girls need to stay in their lane too. Because, yeah, okay, you're you're pretty, but you're not that pretty, ne? (laughs) (laughs) Like, let me just expose some chicks for, for instance. Like, you're pretty and you feel like you deserve a certain echelon of man or a certain echelon of date mm. but maybe you don't have the self-awareness to realize that okay i'm not there <laughs> either yet or i'll never get there yeah <laughs> like some girls are just like they expect too much from the people that they attract do maybe they're not attracting who they think they should be attracting, yeah. and they're lacking that self-awareness to know that so women should also stay in their lanes like yeah Big facts. Not all of you are cut out to be housewives. Like not all of you are cut out to be like meet men that say stay home and yeah, don't go to some work. Some of y'all are gonna have to get a job. Yep, like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Being a waitress is not gonna cut it. Like, actually, you're, you're gonna not, need that money. You're not gonna find Bill Gates. He's yep. not. Bill Gates don't want you. It's life, man. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, women. It is weird when they come out to expose failed dates or mm. like badly shot shots in the dm yeah like when they're showing us they curved somebody in the dm why do they do that it's ego it's ego they want to feel well they want to know that they're desired they want to feel like they have power and they're desired and i can turn people down like okay cool (laughs) like okay yeah like what now yeah (laughs) actually like what now like what what's next and yeah it's strange strange behavior man and that's why actually, I'm always wary. Wary. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 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 right. 
Someone is wary of of dating women who are too active on social media, particularly Twitter. Mm. I've always been very wary of that mm. because I've always felt like they might just want to expose too much details of our engagements, our relationships, mm. our interactions, mm. and yeah. So I'm not, that's not to say all women on Twitter are bad. I'm just saying it's just I'm wary of women who are active on Twitter, yeah. particularly. Yeah. Because like, they can come off as disingenuous or insincere. And I also know that women on Twitter live double lives. Yeah. I know they tweet for the masses and they live another life in real life. That's facts. Like, they tweet for the masses. Men are the worst thing ever. Yeah. Fuck men. And then they go home and ride your partner's dick. Exactly. And cook a five-star meal for him at two in the morning. That's true. So it's like, I know you're not real. I know what you're saying is not real. You're just doing it for the masses. You're doing it for the for the cloud. Not the clout, the cloud, the, the digital cloud. storage oh, space the up digital there. Digital storage space, yeah. of course. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no, that's why I'm glad. Like my chick is a Twitter. Like she's very active on Twitter, mm. but she worships me on Twitter, bro. And I couldn't ask for better. You see, because in real good. life, she lives that exact same life. Like she yeah. isn't two faced about it. Like you see, when we're fighting, she puts it online. When we're good, she puts it online. Like see, that's better to me because now it's real. Yeah. But if yeah. she was like. Always clowning you and everything online, yeah. but in real life she's worshiping you. Yeah. See, that's why I'd be like, yeah. nah, see, that's why I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But yeah, it's good if you keep it legit. Then. Yeah, yeah. That, that's also a big thing for me because she tweets flagrant shit, bro. Like, it's flagrant, but it's real, bro. Like sometimes, like shit, you probably shouldn't have put that online. But as long as I know, okay, that shit actually did happen because I was with you when that shit happened. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, yeah, fuck. And also, Twitter, if you're popular on Twitter or if you have a lot of followers on Twitter, it can suck you into tweeting things that you don't mean or things that you don't believe in. You mm. know what I mean? You might be sucked into what people might want because you've got a large following. Yeah, you sucked in by the endorphins of the likes, exactly. man. Exactly. I'm just so glad that that didn't happen to her because she's got like quite a few followers just on average like to the typical person. She's got quite a few followers. And she doesn't let that shit, like, negatively affect her too. Yeah. She just tweets what she tweets and she gets off. That's good. And then I get her off. <laughs> Kitty <laughs> <Hit> comedy <laughs> style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Nah, I've got nothing more to say. Nah, I'm cool. I think we should uh, leave it there. Yeah. We should leave it there. Good part. Uh, any shout outs? Shout out to my lady. Shout out to Uganda. We see what you guys are going through. Shout out to Nigeria. We see what you guys are going through. Shout out to the EFF. You guys are fighting the good fight. Woo. Um, in, in the Western Cape. Um, shout out to religious folks. I wasn't meaning to offend you. I just said what I felt. And I'm, I'm still very much on your side in, in the, some ways. You said there was that one person who requested to be on the show to talk from religion. work. She's, yeah. not, she's not serious. That one is not serious. Okay. She's very serious about her religion, but she's not a serious person. And for that reason, I will not allow her <laughs> into this space. The other day, my phone stopped working at work. My, my telephone stopped working. And she's like, you know why your phone is not working, Sizwe? It's because you didn't lay your hands on that phone before <laughs> you started your day. My phone is working fine, actually. But yours isn't working because you did not lay your hands on that phone. Now, I can't take people like that seriously, unfortunately. It shows me that you're 
religion is more dogmatic than it is rational. You're you're believing from a dogmatic point of view, mm. and she just she's taking the piss with her religion. And I want to talk about people who are serious about their religion. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I don't want no piss takers. I don't want no don't piss want takers. No Blasphemies, whatever. Blasphemers. The, no, the, the word in this urban dictionary. It's not an it. urban dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What is it? The thing that pisses in the yeah, thing. Let me find it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's edify the listeners with that, with that, with that knowledge. It's yeah, it's in the B section. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> We don't want no barstiblies on the podcast, man. Define bu- define barstibly. <clears throat> a barstibly. A barstibly is a humorous device, such as a china horse or small naked porcelain infant, which jocular hosts use to piss water into your scotch. <laughs> mm. What's so a jocular host? I guess the nigga that wants to piss water into your scotch, man. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, those little statues that piss water, you bastardies. What's that shit with the with the ass cleavage? Oh, the ass cleavage. Mm-hmm. What was that about? That, by E. L. L. Rickle. Uh, uh, an Rickle. An ass Rickle is a bead of sweat that trickles down your bottom cleavage. <laughs> yes, yes. Ass Rickle, a bead of sweat, a bead of sweat which runs down your bottom cleavage. So when you got a sweaty bum during December, this yeah. heat wave, it's real. That's what it's going to do. We sweaty butt cracks rickles. all around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think we've dropped enough knowledge for one day. Um, yeah. For one week, actually. We, de- we did these uh, pods really close together. Mm. Um, mm. Giving you guys the content this December. this Well, this November, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyways, have a great week, you guys. Do you have any, any shout-outs that you'd like to... Um, yeah, man, shout out to Eddie, shout out to all our listeners, our friends, family, mm-hmm. loyal supporters. Um, yeah, shout out to whoever is out there yep. trying, hustling, pushing. Keep going. I know mm-hmm. end of the year fatigue's got you, but keep pushing, keep going. Yeah, yeah. And stay safe out there, guys. Yeah. It's going to be a, a crazy December. Stay safe. Drive safely. Be responsible. Uber if you have to. Um, let's let's take care of each other, man. We don't want to hear the grim stats in January about what happened, okay? Mm. So let's try, to be, let's try to be good out there while having as much fun as possible. We are out. Episode 71 to infinity. Goodbye.